Hey, we're so glad to have you join us here at Clarksburg Baptist Church. Go ahead and make sure, if you haven't done it yet, to share down at the bottom. Make sure you comment on somebody uh, that you haven't seen yet. Hey, we just want to thank you so much for supporting us uh, financially over these crazy times that we're going through. And we want you to know that we love you and we care about you and we see you and we thank you for what you have done. If you want to go ahead and click on that link after the service, uh, that giving link, or maybe even you can pull it up in a different browser right now, uh, and you could go ahead and uh, give in your tithes and offerings, uh, we would very much appreciate it. We thank you for choosing Clarksburg Baptist Church to be the place that you give to God through. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, thank you so much for all you do for us. God, we want to praise you and lift up your name. Thank you for taking care of us through this time. Lord, I pray you continue to protect our church family. God, I pray you help us to think forward to the future. Lord, we just love you, and we just want to give it all to you today. In your name we pray, amen. If God is so good, then why is there this thing called cancer where your cells replicate so quickly and invasively that they begin to damage your muscles and your bones? Why is there such thing as a virus that we cannot even see that is killing thousands of people? Why is there such thing as Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS, right? Where your uh, nerves and your and your body control begins to deteriorate so much that you eventually become trapped in your own body? Why is there such thing as osteogenesis imperfecta or brittle bones disease where someone by the age of 10, a baby can be born this way and someone by the age of 10 can have broken a hundred bones? Why is there so much evil in this world with terrorism and human trafficking and, and just people hurting each other, and mass shootings. It's, it's a terrible thing. Evil exists. There is no denying that, right? Pain is real and suffering leaves scars and death leaves lasting effects on those of us that are left behind. If God is good all the time, then why does evil seem to win so often? If God is all-powerful, then that means that he can do anything that is logically possible, right? So he can create galaxies, and he can create subatomic particles, and the rainforest, and you. He can do all of these things. But God cannot do what is logically impossible, because logical impossibilities are contradictions. For instance, God cannot make a square circle. That request doesn't even make sense. God cannot make a one-ended stick. God can't make a rock so big that he can't carry it. Why? Because these are logical impossibilities and the request itself is a contradiction and the question itself doesn't even make any sense. Now, God created humans to be truly free. And freedom is a good thing. 
But because humans are free, they cannot be forced to obey God. Because freedom without choice is a logical impossibility. It's like a square circle. It cannot happen. You can't have freedom without choice. No choice, no freedom. But God didn't want to create robots. He wanted real people with a real freedom to choose. The very first humans were, uh, were given that power and that uh, amazing blessing called freedom, but they abused that power. And they chose sin, and sin brings pain. And because of that, because of that choice, sin rippled into the world bringing pain and loss and sorrow and death. And we have followed those footsteps into sin. We've chosen sin as well. See, God is responsible for the fact of freedom, but humans are responsible for their acts of freedom. But we don't suffer alone. God will put an end to suffering and evil. And God became man to suffer with us and provide us a way to mend our relationship with him that sin broke. God is good. And he wants real people with a real freedom to choose, to choose to love him. That free choice is yours. You have the choice to follow him or to follow your own desires into sin. Why? Why is such a small word, uh, word, just three short letters, but it is the word that resonates within us. Anytime that pain and sorrow and hurt comes into our lives and circumstances and tragedy, why is the question that rings in our mind? But to be honest, the answer to why is simple but it will not make you feel any better. I wish it would take away like uh, the pain like you think it would, knowing why it was happening. But the answer to every pain-filled why is because sin broke the world. And we live in a broken world. In Genesis, God tells us that everything that he made was good. He made the earth, and it was good. He made the sun, and it was good. And the seas, and it was good. And the plants, and it was good. And the creatures, and it was good. Everything was good. Even the tree of knowledge of good and evil was a fine tree. The tree itself wasn't evil. Eve even says it was good for food in Genesis 3.6. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to her eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit, and she also gave it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. See, the fruit wasn't some type of devil fruit, right? And the evil wasn't contained under its peel. The evil was contained in the hearts of Adam and Eve when they chose to disobey God. God told them not to eat that fruit, not even to touch it. And they broke that commandment and sin rushed into the world. See, nothing God created was evil. But in us, by giving us freedom, he gave us the possibility to choose evil. The good that God created is no longer natural. 
It's not our default anymore. Since creation, we have chosen evil over and over and over and over again. And the world that once spun smoothly like a fresh CD is now scratched with sin. And it skips. And it's broken. It affects our bodies as our genes mutate and it causes more and more disease. It affects our world with, as it deteriorates with earthquakes and tsunamis and it even affects the moral fabric because society is even taking part in more and more heinous acts. That good that God created is fractured and it's broken. But God has not abandon us to that brokenness. Life on a fallen world guarantees some level of pain and some level of sorrow, but God meets us where we are in that brokenness and he joins us by redeeming our suffering and loss. Romans 8, 18, Paul says, and Paul's someone that knew something about pain and suffering. He said, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing. They don't even compare with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation that waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from bondage to corruption and obtained the freedom of glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. This suffering that we now go through is nothing compared to the glory that God has waiting for us. And all of creation is waiting for God to one day set it free from the pain and sorrow of sin that brokenness that we as humans have brought upon it. Yes, we cause the earth harm, but it's our sin, not just our carbon footprint, that causes it pain and to groan. Creation is groaning and waiting to be gloriously delivered from the bondage of sin. But even in the darkest times, there is hope. This hope might not be in the present. This hope might be in your future. And if you're saved, our sorrow will pale in comparison to the glory that is waiting for us in heaven to those of us that are followers of Jesus. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 4, 17. He said, for this light and momentary affliction it's not going to waste. This pain, this, this, what is going on right now, it is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. In every terrible thing, you can step back and say, yes, this is hard, and I admit it, and I'm not going to ignore it. Yes, this is hard, but it's only what is happening right now. But even in the darkest times, there's hope. And 10,000 years from now, 10,000 years into your stay in heaven, your worst day is going to look like a whisper compared to the glory that we are taking part in. It's only what is happening right now. And it's hard for me to tell you this. 
It's not, it's not a fun thing to do to tell you this. Because those, there are many of you that are listening right now that have suffered through real pain and divorce and abuse and death and disease. But this hurts right now. But there is hope. There will be a day with no more tears and no more pain. God will fix this brokenness once and for all. And in the meantime, he wants to walk through this with you. He wants you to lean on him. The saying is also true that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. As long as we don't become bitter. If we become bitter, we waste our pain. But we can grow through our pain if we would decide to become better through it. Joseph found that out, and you read the story of Joseph. Man, he went through thing after thing. His brother sold him into slavery. He was wrongly accused of things, and it was just a hard time. And you can look at it and say, why? But this is what Joseph said. Genesis 50, 20. He said, you thought this for evil, saying this to his brothers. You sold me into slavery. You betrayed me and you hated me and you did everything you could to ruin my life and you even talked about killing me. You meant this for evil, but God meant it for good to bring to pass at this day to save much people alive. You did something evil, but God brought good out of it. And because Joseph didn't get bitter, he was able to get better through his struggle. So why is there so much suffering? The answer is easy. We are the reason. We hurt each other. Every one of us has taken part in sin. And the Bible says, if you're guilty of one sin, you're guilty of all. And God gave us a free will. And with that comes the choice to be able to choose evil. And you might be one of those people that says, you know, everything happens for a reason. And that is in a sense true because everything does happen for a reason, but sometimes that reason is evil. Sometimes that reason is sin. God is not creating and and causing evil. We are, but he wants to meet us in our pain. And even though we think we, that if we knew why, if we just knew why, it would make our pain less. It doesn't. Just because we know why pain and death and suffering or sorrow in the world, it, it, all those things are here. Just because we know that, it doesn't make our burden any lighter. And that's why our God has called us, our God has called us to bear one another's burdens. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It is commanded that we as Christians bear each other's burdens and go into the world and find people that have burdens that they are weighed down and help them. It's our responsibility to reach out to hurting people, to help them in their pain. And for whatever reason, I don't understand it either, but we are the way that God has chosen to do this. Pray for people, yes, but do something. Do something. 
See, many times we spend too much time living in our own pain and living in the past and not enough time living in the pain of others. Evil and pain and suffering exist because freedom exists. But the funny thing is if you would bear someone else's burdens, it would give you rest from your own burdens. You would have some relief if you would live in someone else's pain for a little while and help them. And that's the challenge for you today. We know why evil exists, because freedom exists. And God, yes, is the one that established the uh, fact of freedom. But every human is the one that has chosen our acts of freedom. And over and over and over again, we have broken this world. So the challenge for you today is to go and find someone that is hurting and to bear their burdens just for a little while. You might not be able to fix everything, but you can listen. You might not be able to do anything, but you can pray with them and you can comfort them. And it will give you rest from your own burden. And you'll be surprised by how much it helps you bear one another's burden. Pain exists and evil exists because freedom exists. But no, the suffering that you're going through is just what's happening right now, not forever. And if you're a follower of Jesus, then this suffering we now go through is nothing compared to the glory that God has waiting for us. It's just momentary. It's a light affliction compared to the glory that is to come. The answer to the question why, it doesn't help us as much as we hoped it would. But we are called to step into those situations where people are asking why and say, hey, I don't know why either, except for that pain and, and, and brokenness rushed into this world because of sin. But I do know this, I can help you and I can bear your burden for a little while. Maybe one day you'll bear my burden for a little while. And we can fulfill the law of Christ by helping each other. Bear one another's burdens. Go find someone today, tomorrow. Look for people that are hurting and rush into those situations. Maybe you're watching and you're not sure you're yet a believer. I want to I encourage you to reach out to me. My email address is pwayman at clarksburgbaptistchurch.com. I'd love to tell you the simple plan of salvation. It's so uh, simple, but it is so amazing, and it'll change your life forever. And you can have a relationship with God and hope for the future. Thank you, church, for being faithful to gather with us. Thank you for loving each other and for reaching out down in the comments and, and to reaching out in person and the little meetups that we had. I was able to go to one yesterday. God can use this time to make us better. Let's not waste this pain either. Let's step in and bear one another's burden. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we love you and we thank you for this truth. God, it does help to understand a little bit even though we won't know everything, God, we won't know it, 
all these answers until we get to heaven, but we do know that this world is broken and that you can pull good out of broken things and you can make uh, beautiful things out of the dust and the ashes. God, I pray you begin to do that in someone's life right now. That one that feels like there's no hope, that one that feels like they're, they're drowning. God, the one that can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. God, I pray you would wrap your arms around them right now. God, then I, I pray that you'd do what your word tells us to do, God, and, and push them towards helping someone else to get outside of their pain and to help someone else in their pain. God, we love you and we thank you for all you're gonna do. God, make us the church you want us to be. Make us the Christians you want us to be. In your name we pray, amen.